0: Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Fast Break Lip NBA Podcast. It's your boy Samuel here. I got Kev here with me. Kev, say what's up to the people.
1: Good night, good afternoon, and good morning.
0: Alright, so we got a lot to talk about. This was a really eventful week in basketball, especially with, like, the game that just occurred with Anthony Davis hitting that game winner, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Jokic going to talk about um mvp and the voting process and what that should look like in the future we're also going to talk about miami versus um boston and yeah all right let's start off with um 80 hitting the game winner me and kev are huge fan clubs of the um Jokic is the best big man club a lot of oh, people yeah. like to disagree with us on that. Come, come but, and
1: join the club. Y'all soon realize, come join the club.
0: I mean, yeah, AD, you know, AD does his thing. You know, I give him props. That was a that was a good shot by him. But, you know, I just, like, from what I've seen from Jokic, how he just elevated his game from, like, regular season to postseason. And, like, he just does it in the most uncanny ways where you, like, don't expect him to, like, hit a shot or make this pass he doesn't he's even passable on defense in the, in the, in the playoffs as well like he's not like a he's not like a traffic cone on defense mm-hmm. um in the playoffs so there's that but um yeah this is a very interesting um very exciting game um didn't expect to see like a little big man battle i guess towards the end bringing it mm-hmm. back to the old school days with um you know old Jokic game. scoring yeah, Jokic scoring the last, what was it, 13 points. AD scoring the last 11 or what it was. Um, And yeah, um, one key thing about that last shot. Key, key, key defensive miscommunication between Grant and Plumlee. Plum, Grant thought that LeBron was going to get the ball, so he asked for Plumlee to come and help him. But then when Plumlee realized that AD was going around Bron's screen, he asked Grant to switch. He never Grant never, like, saw him. By the time it was over, AD already had a good look and game was over right there. But um, props to AD for hitting a hell of a shot.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, good shot. That shot, by the way, for listeners, that shot does not mean AD is way better than Jokic, all right? No. Yeah, like, they're, like, neck and neck, if anything. Like, right now, what I got to... My argument for Jokic, which I said earlier, is, okay, He's not the best center in the NBA, but you cannot name another center in the NBA who does what he does. That's a fact. You, you cannot, I can name centers who shoot the ball well and get blocks. Don't get me wrong. But you cannot name another center in the NBA that has a whole offense around them right now. You cannot put any center in the league in Jokic's spot and have them make the playoff. Let's talk about that. You cannot put another center in the league right now. You uh, Embiid, all right, Embiid is a good center. But put him in Jokic's place, I don't think. I mean, okay, they might make the playoffs. I'll, I'll say they make the playoffs. I'll be fair.
0: Yeah, with the shooters that Denver has, he might, they make, might the playoffs. They make it. Yeah.
1: But how successful would they be? I don't know. I don't know. And that's Embiid the thing about isn't
0: him. like the playmaker that, that Jokic is.
1: And that's the thing. That's, and that's he doesn't see the that,
0: floor like him either. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's what sets them apart, bro. And IQ-wise, Jokic got more IQ than a lot of these plays in NBA. A lot of IQ. He doesn't make – when you watch him play, you just try to realize how often he makes bad decisions. It's very really, rare. Very rare do you see him make a bad decision. You don't see him – And
0: it's usually just like a silly foul on, like, when he gets the ball stripped from him and, like, the players going the opposite way for a fast break. He Which happens to stuff. all players. Which happens yeah. to
1: all players. But when you watch other centers play, like, you can see the flow. When I watch Hokage, I don't see too much flows in his game, despite his defense, which, you know, defense is about effort. At the same time, as the same way, I would defend Harden for not playing defense. He's the offense of that team. So, I, I, I mean, okay, it's not a big excuse for not playing defense. Don't get me wrong. But he's surrounded by good defenders at that, so that also helps him in that way. So he, yeah. doesn't really have to, he doesn't really have to focus on defense. He's surrounded by decent. Mel was a decent defender. Gary Grant. Harris, Grant, Will Barton, decent. Craig, decent. Dozier, as we watch today, decent. Oh, yeah, Murray, was huge. Time. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Dozier. He was huge, too, on defense. He's surrounded by decent defenders. So at the same time, yeah. Even Bobo, while who I, I was playing a little bit.
0: He uh, should have been on that last play. Why not put him on the inbound or, like, just have him out there in general to just disrupt the play with his length? He's the uh, longest the guy time, out there.
1: He don't have any play of experience. I guess the coach can't trust him. I, I, I believe Bo should have better not play instead of Ma, um, instead of Plumlee. I feel like he would have been a better defender for AD. But, I mean, that coach knows what he's doing. I can't say Mike Willow does not know what he's doing. He's one of the best coaches in the NBA. At the fact that he beat one of the best teams, in the NBA, we won't get on the Clippers later. We won't get on A case later, cause oh yeah, we won't get on A case very later. But like I was saying, that's that's my argument for Jokic. You cannot replace him. You cannot think of another center in history. Only other center in history I could consider would be like David Robinson or like probably Hakeem. Otherwise, when it comes to that vision, but Jokic is a one of a kind of center that we so will not see. The oh yeah, okay, Subbonus. bonus, Sabonis, All right, Sabonis, got it. I- I'll say Sabonis. That's it. Before the injuries, at least for Sabonis. Oh yeah, for sure. Sabonis is definitely that that playmaker on that pace team too. So that's fair. But otherwise, I can't. I can't even another center. Um. But yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Referring to the game now. Referring to the game. I didn't see the first half of the game. I only saw the second half.
0: Hmm. Um, first half was. So first half was like it was like similar to the first half in in game in game 1 but like the whistle was like not as heavily favoring the Lakers cuz like Oh yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Game 1 Lakers shot like 25 free throws in the second quarter and I was just like That's
1: disgusting. All right. that was I was like disgusting. all right
0: this feels very Lakers Kings like from 2002. This feels very Similar to that, in that, that, and those
1: refs were giving some pity fouls, bro.
0: Yeah, it it was like some ticky tack fouls, like, not, and
1: it's playoffs, bro.
0: Yeah, but yeah, the the whistle was a little, little bit flattened out. It it still favored, um, Denver a bit more in this game, but it wasn't as severe as it was in game one. Mm -hmm. Um, Dwight was really, Dwight was really trying to like bully, I guess, Jokic and try to like take him off his game by being like, an, by, by being an irritant on defense. And like, he ended up with some fouls and then he ended up with a tech too. So frustration. LeBron had a good first half, but that second half, he just, I don't know what happened. He disappeared.
1: Especially yes. in that fourth
0: quarter. LeBron. I didn't like,
1: see LeBron in the fourth. Do he, anything. He,
0: he wasn't there. He had two points. That's it. Didn't do
1: anything. I mean, I is thought, that the point? Mm-hmm. go ahead. I
0: thought that he was gonna come out crazy, especially the way he was like talking in the in the media after the last game about like the MVP voting and how it turned out. So I, I thought, you know, he was gonna come out like crazy, but I guess not.
1: I feel like I feel like he probably was smoking weed with Brownie or something. I don't know because I, I I did not see the Braun mentally, physically. I saw i mean, physically I saw him. Don't get me wrong. I didn't see his effect on the game though. I ain't see the Bron that I know. At the same time, I do understand it's not Braun's team anymore. This is year 17. He's getting older. So I guess, you know, his game is going to change a little bit, which is only fair. I cannot sit here and be mad at Bron, who's 34, you know? Because most players at 34 don't have the load 35. that he has. 35, sorry. 35. They don't have the load that he has. So I'm going to respect well, that. I mean,
0: he also has AD, so like they could take turns, I guess. But like, it felt like, it felt like, okay, Um, first half was more of LeBron. He had like 20 points in the first half. And then second half was more of like AD's half. Because especially the third quarter, he had like 12 in the third. And then we saw what he did in the fourth quarter. So I guess they kind of took turns of like LeBron takes the load of the first half. And then mm-hmm. the second half, um, um, AD takes takes that.
1: How I pictured this duo, I thought it would have been AD as a Scottie Pippen to LeBron as Jordan. But it doesn't seem that way, which is understandable because AD is definitely the younger player, a generational player at that. So it's only fair to, you know, have AD take that spot. Even though all the ignorance behind it, oh, LeBron this, LeBron that. Understand this, it's not LeBron from... You know, a couple of years ago, this is a thirty-five-year-old playing basketball with a younger team, so I, I cut him some slack just because of that. But at the same time, two points in a foot does not cut it because yeah. I don't believe I don't believe There's Michael no Jordan. I don't I don't think Mister Jordan would have. Yeah,
0: I don't even want to get into Jordan Lebron conversations. Yeah,
1: let's not get deep into those, that.
0: Those, but, those those is tired at this point. But, but two points um, and a fourth
1: is very unacceptable.
0: Yeah, that's looking very Kawhi and PG like from last series. And Denver Denver made a made a run because in, in the third quarter after halftime, the Lakers kinda came out heavy with the scoring and they kind of like looked to put their 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 foot on their necks. But then Denver kind of woke up and then they finally started to make a little run. And then they finally put they put PJ Dozier and then that's when things really started to ch- turn the tide. And um mm.
1: mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I feel like one of the main reasons the Denver team is so good is because they're a good third quarter team, bro. I feel like third quarter really sets a, a good pace in the it's game. A good Fourth quarter half is important altogether. Yeah, for sure. Second half, but I feel like when it comes to third quarters, I don't see other teams being as, as successful as Denver. When I think about it, their third even when Paul Millsap made them come back in that Clippers, what game six or game five, I believe. Game that was a third, quarter, that's a third quarter effort right there. So that I feel like that third quarter is what puts Denver aside from other teams. I don't believe it's going to be a sweep at all. I feel like Denver should have took that game, but those free throws is what hurt them. Oh,
0: yes. Yes, those they got to make free throws. Dozier missed like four of them, I think. Jokic, Jokic missed some. Yeah, bro. And look how much they lost by. They lost by two. Those free throws is key. Those free throws is what lost in that game and i don't know if i don't know if i think this was denver's game to get honestly because i don't think lakers are going to lakers know how dangerous this team is lebron himself said before the series started that you know he he respects denver a lot especially after watching what they did to the clippers and he was and i feel like they're not just going to let them come out in game what is it game 3 mm-hmm. and um have this same type of effort that they had in the second half, and I think he'll be more aggressive as well. So
1: reflect him on his game. I feel like one of the mistakes that the coach made was not giving Porter Junior some more minutes, though. Oh,
0: Porter, Porter, Porter Junior is liable defensively. I think that's what it was, and I think they, I think they were, they were fine with having um, Dozier with having Dozier out there because he provided like. Um, he provided like defense, and he provided like pl- um play secondary playmaking that oh, way. definitely, Murray kind of come off screens, off ball, and whatnot. So
1: yeah, Murray, Murray was kind of quiet in this fourth quarter today, and it's fine. Jokic had a takeover. Let's let's talk about eleven straight points, eleven straight points in the fourth. You don't be you don't see centers do that too often these days, bro. Nah, cause the ball usually not in their hands, cause
0: the, the offense kind of runs through Jokic. But you know, Murray had his Murray had a good, a pretty good game. Um, oh yeah. twenty five, cool. six and four.
1: Clutch block, great block.
0: Yeah, got, great block on Danny Green towards the end. Great if they block. Had, if they had sealed that win, that would have been like a staple moment of that win.
1: One of the best blocks in the NBA, probably they would have said too, next to Bam, I guess. But. The only thing was he didn't secure the ball afterwards, which is what lost him that game in the long run. Which, yeah. is, you know, you can't be mad. He got the block in the first place, but it was a good shot. AD hit a great shot. Shout out to AD. He had a great second half, 221 in the second half. He was killing. He's he's doing what I expected him to do. Not I'm not going to say better, but he's doing what he's expected to do. So shout out to AD for pulling his, pulling his part, you know, on the Lakers and being that. I I personally believe it's uh, the jerseys that won them that game. Um, R.P. Kobe Bryant. Facts. But they, you can see, though, they made some tough shots that full quarter. Don't forget that fadeaway three by Cotterwood Pope all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. That one upset me. I ain't going to lie to you. That one hurt me. That did hurt me. But, yeah,
0: especially how he was performing poorly early on in the bowl. But, yeah, you know, I kind of expected him to turn it around.
1: Yeah, at one point. That was a great, great full quarter by the Lakers. It was a great fourth quarter. That's all I could say. A better fourth quarter. A good, a good bucket by AD and a good game.
0: All right. So let's move on to Miami versus Boston. So Gordon Hayward is back, and although he didn't score a lot, he like you could see his impact. His his impact out there with um with um certain lineups defensively and offensively. Like he really serves as like a, 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 an, a another secondary playmaker, as well as like a great, um, a good help defender with his length and whatnot. Um, he, he, having him in the lineups also allowed for Miami, especially Dragic, who was like feasting on switches with Tice and a cancer in the first couple games. Um, having a gamer out there didn't allow him to like be able to hunt that lineup, that matchup. So. That was I mean, really key the, having Hayward back.
1: The fact, and that's what I think. That's what everyone forgot. I feel like people forgot Hayward was on that team. Yeah, how they did. They are. And I was saying, like, when I was when I was when I saw him get injured, I don't feel. I feel like people don't recognize how important Hayward is to that team, despite him just coming back from an injury. Hayward is very important to that team, bro. Especially yeah. during the season, I I had him on fantasy, so of course I would know. And he was he he does everything for that team. Literally, like everything everything like especially when it comes to playmaking five assists four assists six assists he gets buckets hits open shots I feel like he could definitely be the catalyst to put the Celtics over the heat oh for sure in this situation the heat is just that team cannot lie they're that team bro They're, they're tough they don't they don't they don't give up at all
0: they, they don't, do not give up. and they didn't give up in this game either. When when I thought the game was done, when they were up
1: like twenty in the fourth, yeah, bro. Like I don't, I, I don't understand. Like I'm watching, I'm like at the same time. Thank shout out to Campbell for finally stepping up for the Celtics. Because if it wasn't for him, he was losing that game. But the, I feel like there's times where Brown and Tatum just get quiet. And I mean, no, Brown well, was clutch. Didn't in this game, yeah, not last game sometimes but when brown is hitting that team is very unstoppable i cannot lie when brown is hitting and brown is a great player yeah um, when when he scores 25
0: they are fifth well now they're 16 and one but before that game they were 15 and one That's in crazy. games that brown scores 25 or more so yeah That's crazy. He had, um 26 7 and 5 three steals a block played some good defense Brown, jason tatum almost triple double 25, 14, and 8. There's He's some there's times where there's some times where um Brown looks lost off ball defensively. He has to clean that up.
1: Mm, but some of like his on ball
0: defenses is, is is pretty good. Um mm-hmm. smart smart at 24 and six. Didn't hear yeah. any threes this shout game. Out to, shout out
1: to Smart for stepping up in a playoff storm. Yeah, for He's- sure. Shout out to Smart. That that team is not the same without Marcus Smart. Like, that team is literally a whole different team without him on our court. I cannot lie. He's, he's, he's like the bam of that team for them, basically. Just how that just yeah, like, bam is for that. the Heat. He's like the bam for that team. Now, to speak about the winners now, because I feel like I haven't been paying attention. I've been talking about the Celtics. Now, about the Heat, that team is just special. Butler, four-quarter Butler is a real thing. Ah, uh, he's he's nasty in the fourth quarter, and I seen some Facebook memes and statuses about Butler and his success. And it's true, Butler brings that team to success, bro. Especially bringing teams to the playoffs. A lot of the teams since Butler left has not even smelled the playoffs, bro. Which
0: yeah, is scary. Bulls,
1: Bulls have not uh, Timberwolves or oh, they they can't even smell playoffs. They put they smell playoffs. With, with probably like six P's. I don't know. They cannot spell playoffs over there. Um, The Bulls, I, I, come on now. 76ers can't even get past the first round without him. It's like, bro, Butler's that man.
0: 76ers, 76ers they baited by not, by not re-signing him. And it's I saw like some I saw some things like where it was because um, Brett Brown and some of the coaches they didn't want to coach him because you know Butler can be very outspoken if he sees something that's that's not that he doesn't necessarily agree with or he doesn't think is going to bring them winning. And I think um, Ben Simmons wasn't really the biggest fan of um, of Jimmy Butler, so because
1: he yeah, told him to shoot, probably, <laughs>
0: probably that and like I I think he like there was one story I, I spoke about it on the pod here before. Of um, there was a story of like Butler's, like basically like called him out on a mistake he made in in the group text, and Ben Simmons didn't like that. So yeah, this
1: I came to realize that some of these NBA players don't realize that they're grown men, and some they, of them, you know,
0: they, what? some of them they just don't want to do what it takes to to win. They just want to get stats and, and get a bag, and that's it.
1: Yeah, which is understandable because I feel like at that yeah, age I that's mean, what you want to do. And everybody everyone wants to grind and be that best player. But at the same time, it's like, understand, bro. When certain players, if a player brings something out about you, bro, it's not personal. He's literally yeah, trying to really skew really. you do better. And I feel like Ben Simmons probably took what Butler says, um, you know, personally. So, and I can't lie, it seems like Butler seems to be that toxic player, but I don't see that toxic. I feel like he's that Kobe. That's a Kobe inside of him because Kobe was a nasty teammate. Let's get so. That well, Kobe I feel ins- like
0: I feel like with Jimmy Butler, he like fits the Heat culture in like a really good way, because like that's what Miami is all about. Like they're all about like getting you right and like you being your best self and like just like grit and toughness and all that stuff. So Jimmy just fits them perfectly. And I, I was listening to a, a pod the other day and they kind of said, Butler fits the Heat blueprint as the missing piece, similar to how Kawhi fit Toronto's blueprint and how KD fit Golden State's blueprint. And I feel like oh. that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good um comparison right there.
1: A great comparison.
0: But um Jimmy and Jokic they really struggled in that, in that game against, um in game three. And part of Dragic struggling was because Smart, Marcus Smart was guarding him for a lot of possessions. So I don't know. I think Celtics will probably keep that up, but it'll be interesting to see what Miami does to get Smart off of Drogic. I
1: don't um, think it's going to be that easy because Marcus Smart, when he wants to guard you, he's going to be on you, bro. He's not going to yeah. switch. He's he not going to switch. But with
0: Jimmy, Jimmy just looked like he just lacked assertiveness. Like It felt like he wasn't even on the court at times. And towards the end of the game, they kind of—I think they kind of benched him a little bit and put like Hero back in the game. Who Hero had a great game, especially in the first half. He was he was killing. It's about those. It's something about those guys from Kentucky.
1: Yeah, them um, Kentucky kids is just nasty.
0: And speaking of Kentucky, they were the, the two leading scorers for the Heat on on um, in Game Three. You had Bam with twenty five and twenty seven and sixteen. Tyler with twenty two. Um mm.
1: it's cute. It's cute how you have the Kentucky twins. You got the Marquette, you got Crowder and Butler. Shout out to Crowder. Shout out to yeah, Crowder.
0: Crowder. Crowder been playing really well in, in the game. Crowder has out. been Memphis giving He struggled that game though.
1: He did. But Memphis giving away Crowder really helped the Heat because Crowder showed up that what game one? In game two, he showed up. So shout out to Crowder for being a good defender. He got some he had a what, four point play. He had some clutch threes too. Shout out to Crowder. I feel like he's also another underrated player in the Heat who does a lot of work for them, too.
0: I th- I think it's because he's struggled in, like, other stops that he's been at. Like, he hasn't been this good in other other teams that he was on in the past. Mm-hmm. So, because he was, he was pretty solid for Boston those years that he was there. But then after Boston, he kind of, like, floated around from, like, um, what was it, Cleveland to Utah to uh, – forgot what other team – Memphis he was okay in some games but like he really wasn't this well this consistently um for the for other teams so I think that's why he's like overlooked but he's like turned into like Ray Allen this this playoffs basically Mhm for sure Um one thing that really confused me about um about Miami Heat's minutes distribution was um Kendrick Nunn. Why is he still getting playoff minutes? He doesn't do anything out there anymore.
1: Like at all. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I expected him to be, you know, probably a catalyst when he came back to the bubble. Has not proved. I mean, playmaking wise, he definitely still has that vision, but he has like... tunnel
0: vision now. He just looks to score. And then to even then, from, he just... did this ain't the place, man. Miami will get you out of there if you're trying to make a name for yourself in the playoffs and for, while they're trying to go for a championship and you provided nothing. Like, the one thing that Kendrick Nunn will probably be remembered for from this game is fouling Jason Tatum for no reason on a fast break and giving him
1: an and one. Yeah, that... Especially not trying to get a, do a hard playoff foul, yeah, that does not work out in your favor, especially, you know. Tatum wants that superstar treatment and he's gonna get those fouls. He he's getting those fouls recently. Even though I feel like he deserves more, but none gotta pick it up. I feel like his minutes has been just nothing. Nah, they
0: they just have to take it take away his minutes altogether. Like I, I, he's he's not giving you anything. He only played four minutes, and he didn't look good in any of those minutes. And that, and if if anything, in those minutes, I think that's when Boston like expanded their lead because Miami was actually like cutting into their lead, and then my, Boston expanded it once it, once he was on the court. So it's like he he's not bringing you anything. So I guess his plus minus in the series so far. It, it in that game, his plus minus was a four, but I don't think that that really tells the the true story of um, how he played, because...
1: Only thing, mm-hmm. one thing I got to say, though, and the scary part about the Celtics is that they did have been leading for the majority of the game, for all these games. And yeah, I, I think like, it's
0: like 112 minutes out of the 149 minutes that they've played in this series the Celtics have led.
1: And it's crazy, because I, I could name... Probably up to five to ten times. I've seen the Celtics beat up on leads this season, bro. Almost Yeah, they move very
0: clippers like with the blowing lead stuff. Yeah, that's scary. It's getting me nervous because like if they play if they if they get past Miami and get to play the Lakers, LeBron will jump on any opportunity he can to um to put you away or to just come back in general if he's down.
1: Which is a scary part about LeBron, but like I don't know, bro. It's,
0: it's one thing about um the Celtics also I noticed in this game I, I I spoke about their lineup with Gordon Hayward and um their best lineup by far was probably Gordon, Hayward, Kemba, Smart, Tatum, and Brown. They had like something like when they were on the floor together, they didn't play that much, but when they were on the floor together, they had like something of like a hundred and sixty-two offensive rating and like a 75 defensive rating mm-hmm. I was just like yo like it's a good thing they have this time off because this is Gordon's first game in like a month or so mm-hmm. and like they they don't play again until Wednesday so yeah, that gives yeah, that Gordon up. enough time to rest up get some practice reps in and you know for them to use that lineup a little bit more
1: for sure I feel like Hayward being back definitely gonna be big Let's let's hope Especially on the defensive end where the heat plays because I feel like that used to force the Celtics to put in Wanamaker and other people who are not the best at defense. When it comes to yeah. defensive guards, they don't have a lot of defensive guards other than smart because Kemba. And we address.
0: Kemba's the one that they look they 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 hunt for when they oh, want, yeah. when they want switches.
1: I was I was watching that game, bro. Every time I saw Kemba, bro <laughs> Especially Butler. Whenever Butler got Kemba, he he thanked God, bro. That's he a lay, fact. He delayed he him so many times during that game. I was like, damn, poor Campbell getting bullied out there. But the Heat
0: have two guys or three guys that that can be hunted on defense. That's why they kind of go to the zone a lot mm-hmm. is because they got Tyler Hero, Goran Dragic, and Duncan Robinson. But Duncan Robinson is the one they go to. They hunt the most on defense. Oh, and yeah. there were a bunch of plays in the beginning of the game because – um Boston's emphasis was to get to the paint a lot and get and score a lot of paint points. They scored like 60 paint points in game yeah, 3. One. Mm-hmm. And one of their main emphases was getting whoever they can to um switch um Duncan Robinson onto whoever's getting to the paint because they would have bam switched onto whoever was on the perimeter and that means it's just an easy bucket. Um, and that's what they did a lot in the beginning of the of the game. And but yeah, Duncan Robinson is basically is food out there when on defense when they when, when when Celtics are when the Celtics are switch hunting.
1: You can't even tell sometimes. That's the funny part. It's just cause that he defense as a team is up there. Their team defense is up there. Especially oh for, for sure. Especially with a band back there.
0: Oh yeah. Um so let's move on to awards. Because this was something that was hotly debated on um, Twitter about um, Giannis getting MVP, Um I, I said this on on Facebook and I said this on Twitter. I said if if your argument for Braun is is you bringing up Giannis's playoff numbers or whatever. Then you automatically disqualified yourself from the conversation of MVP with me. Because you automatically just don't know what the MVP award is at that point. MVP is a regular season award. Sure, LeBron had a case. I think he had a solid case. I think it was it was it was close, but like people make it sound like LeBron should have won by an overwhelming amount. No. Yeah. And um Giannis deserved it. Killed it during the regular season. You know what's funny? And I wrote about this in the piece that I wrote about MVP all the way back in March when the the regular season was, like, really in in, in flow. It's funny how people calling the East weak now, but, like, when people used to use that argument against LeBron, it was like, no, the East is not weak. But those same type of people want to say the East is weak now.
1: Mm -mm -mm. And then... Anybody who's gonna sit here and talk about oh they're in a bubble, just shut your mouth. Yeah, like
0: the bubble, the bubble wasn't even used for um judging what you call it the ple- the um the, the awards MVP. this year. Yeah, the bubble the games MVP. didn't count.
1: That envy, that little bubble argument. A lot of y'all are know gonna bring up. Don't don't bring it up. I don't one, even know how they can about? use the argument. Giannis Scott, defensive player of the year number one. So that also gives him a plus again MVP. Like he, the yeah. man plays defense, bro. He's defensive player of the year. So that should definitely boost his stock. But I do agree with LeBron. The voting is stupid. Oh, the voting is bad, and I and I want to get to that. But um,
0: one thing I do want to say to those LeBron fans out there is um, if you do want to go back to um. Two thousand nine, two thousand ten when LeBron won back to back MVPs. And if your argument has to do with playoffs, then give those MVPs to Kobe at that point because I mean Kobe killed it in the playoffs those years and won the chip. Mm-hmm. And then LeBron was eliminated before the finals in each of those years. So I mean, if your argument is, oh, because Giannis got eliminated before the finals, that he shouldn't have gotten MVP, that's that's just a horrible argument, first of all. And one, you could use that argument to take away a whole bunch of players' MVPs. And then what are you really getting at at this point? Um, like, I
1: don't also, know. This, yeah, go ahead. Like, okay. I mean, people got to realize, I feel like we have this argument every year. It's not a playoff MVP. There's yeah. no playoff MVP. So stop bringing up, oh, you lost in this round. Da, 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 he got swept.
0: Yeah, like that doesn't care, matter. You
1: know? They do not care. And he had that set. We all had it set in stone from before the corona started that Giannis was going to get MVP. And we all knew yeah. that child acting brand new for him.
0: And like people are like, oh, he's trash. I mean, when you bring up the whole he's trash thing, that just proves you can't formulate a well-structured argument to yeah. present your case. Literally, I've bro. seen this guy on Twitter. He had like a five part video thread of him explaining his case for LeBron. And I think that was one of the most well-structured arguments that I've seen someone pose for LeBron. Um, also with this thing, a lot of people want to bring up the whole narrative thing. The only narrative I've seen thrown out around was um the Kobe's death thing. And that was used for LeBron, which is very weird. And I, it's always weirded me out when people brought that up, mm. especially when the ESPN people brought it up. It's it's like something that's very, very weird. Like you're saying that only LeBron and the, and the Lakers dealt with Kobe's death as if Kobe didn't mentor so many of the
1: league's stars right now. So, because of Kobe's, why wow, a lot of these players are playing how they play right now, bro. Especially. Yeah. I know his death definitely encouraged a lot of these players, especially Devin Booker. During that little 8, eight run, I know that's – I know Kobe was on his mind throughout that. You could see it, bro, how he was playing. He was on Kobe timing. So, I mean, the narrative exists, but it's weird to bring up to me. At the same time, that's the only reason why I would love the Lakers to win a championship, just, you know, you know, just for Kobe Bryant. But, but – I am not rooting for the Lakers for anybody who's asking. I am not. So it is what it is. But that narrative thing is weird to me. I don't I don't like that argument. I ain't like how that ESPN reporter tried to bring that up as a reason for LeBron to an MVP that, that made any sense.
0: Yeah, very, very, and, very weird.
1: And that's why I'm upset with the little voting system, bro. Cause these voters, why were they chosen as the voters? Is my question. What made yeah. them the voters?
0: I want. I want to actually tell you about some of these voters and who they voted for for certain awards. It's and their reasoning, which makes it even worse. We got a huge voting problem in in the league. I think we have too many voters. First of all, there should not be hundred and one voters. I think and it should. what be makes cut them dumb.
1: relevant? I just want to know the relevancy of these voters. To make them a say- lot of
0: these voters are like reporters from like newspapers all across the country. Some of these guys are like they're like way up there in age. Not saying that age should play a factor if, if, if that's what you think I'm getting at, but I'm just saying a lot of these guys, their, their mentalities are like, stuck. Old they're very old school with the way they think. And and one reason why I say that is this guy, Greg Logan, he voted for Drummond to be defensive player of the year for first place. Second place. He put Hassan Whiteside. We all know those are two of the worst defensive center, One Some of the, Two worst defensive centers in the league. Not they should not be considered for Defensive Player of the Year at all. He gave Drummond second team All NBA. He put what? Ingram. He put <laughs> what? He put he put Ingram on um. He put Ingram on second team All NBA. Ingram had a great year, but it wasn't second team All the NBA. I, uh, he he put Luca on first team All Defense. <laughs> Because he's a
1: guard that gets defensive rebounds. <laughs> what? You're joking, right? No, I wish. I wish I was joking. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro! So wait, I can't be a voter. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I, I will. I will literally
0: and change he didn't, my major. And he didn't have Dame or CP on any of his All
1: NBA teams. So, wait, you telling me you put <laughs> Brandon Ingram over Damian Lillard on an NBA team, bro?
0: And he had Andre Drummond on second team all-NBA.
1: All right. I understand. Okay. Andre Drummond gets blocks here and there. Hassan Whiteside, I, I, I could do with that. That man definitely is a good blocker. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, a good weak side blocker, but, like, straight yeah. up on-ball defense, he stinks. He doodle, but first of all, first of all, are you telling me the NBA like hears these reasons and says you're okay to still vote?
0: Nah, they don't they don't hear the reasonings. They just hand out the ballots and then they just get the ballots back and then that's it. Here's an I want you to hear this guy's ballot. This guy named Joe Cowley.
1: Oh yeah. Him? Oh my, I heard about him. Go ahead, bro. <laughs>
0: he voted Pat Bev first place defensive player of the year. <laughs> And then he had Zion. We all know he voted Zion for first place. He's the only one that voted Zion. And you want to know his reason why he said Zion for first place? Well, he said a reason for anybody who didn't hear it. Because the NBA scheduled games for him on national TV.
1: <laughs> like. <laughs> Yo, you cannot make this stuff up at all. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, y'all would have been on, bro, bro. And like, I read that earlier and I'm just, I I nearly dropped my phone, bro. Cause I was like, bro, where is a correlation? Bro. And
0: okay. Zion played in like what? 19 games. And all the games that the national TV scheduled for him, he missed because of injury. So like.
1: Where where does your point make sense? Like his his voting
0: is not even based on on court product; it's based on off court, which like should automatically these last two dudes I just read their votes, they they should have their votes revoked. Honestly, they should have their voting rights revoked. All, for, once for, you for revoke
1: Patrick Beverly for anything, <laughs> <laughs> like bro, you really think Patrick Beverly? <laughs> Was a better defender
0: than... He probably caught caught a couple ESPN games on when when the Clippers were playing and seen Patrick Beverly be a pest and flop a bit. And he was like, yo, D-P-O-Y.
1: But Patrick Beverly? (laughs) Patrick... Nothing, Anthony Davis. Patrick Beverly, bro. Bro, Anthony Davis,
0: Ben Simmons, Brooke Lopez would have been... Those all would have been better. Marcus Smart, those would have been all better. Picks for Patrick Black
1: Ops, <laughs> Black Ops, Black Lips, Beverly, bro. Patrick <laughs> Beverly. Yeah. Are you kidding me?
0: This, and one thing I have here in my note, in my jerk in, in my notes right here is I said, there's too much money tied up to these awards in these players contracts for these ballots to be this bad. Like, I don't know if these guys are doing this on purpose If they doing this, if this is what they truly believe, even if so, they should have their votes revoked because there's too much money tied up into these player contracts where there's like certain stipulations where it's like, oh, if you make all team, all NBA, like third team, you get this bonus. Or if you make all defensive team, you get this bonus. Or if you get MVP, you get this bonus or defensive player of the year, you get this bonus. Like there's too much things tied up to these guys' contracts that have to do with these awards. For these ballots to be this pathetic, it, it, to the point where we're here laughing about these guys' votes. Like, man,
1: take these guys' man, votes away. Bro, this man really put Patrick Beverly. This man really put ben, Brandon Ingram over, on a on a freaking second... Not even Bradley Beal, bro. And
0: what, and what got me tight even more is that Maria Taylor, she made an honest mistake from ESPN. She made an honest mistake of forgetting a Anthony Davis off any of her all NBA teams. And she revealed after she said it was a mistake. She forgot about him. It's whatever, even though it doesn't even matter anyways. Cause AD made um all first team anyways. So, but mad people were getting on her saying all these misogynistic jokes about go back to the kitchen, blah, blah, blah. We all know Maria Taylor is well beyond qualified for a job. She played ball. She's been covering the NBA for a while now. So it's like, like, there was no need for all those unnecessary comments. And I was just like, yo, where's everybody's energy for these two bozos who voted for um for Zion, he, Rookie of the Year, and the guy who put Andre Drummond for Defensive Player of the Year? Like, those two guys should get way more of that energy than Maria Taylor. Like
1: That, that J guy, whatever his name, Mr. Cowley? Joe yeah. Cowley? Yeah, he got to go. He got to go. <laughs> he got to go, like. This is ruining the NBA, bro. And one point that Bron made, which, which stood out to me, is how – and he's like, I, I, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was thinking, I'm like, hold on, that, that doesn't make sense. Like, how does the offensive player of the year make second team all defense? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about LeBron addressing the year he was supposed to get MVP and DPOI, and Marcus so got it. But Marcuso ended up being on the second team all defense. Yeah, yeah he that was, was the defensive player of the year.
0: Yeah, that was very weird that year. I think that 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 year was also was that 2013? I, I believe so. I think that was also the year that um he was like one vote from being unanimous or something, or someone picked Carmelo oh, as an yes. MVP.
1: I remember that one. I remember that too. Hey, yeah. as a
0: Knicks fan, I don't mind that vote for Melo because Melo did his thing that year, got us 54 wins, you know. Put us second yeah, seed Give in him MVP, least.
1: please. He got the next fifty four wins. He need that. <laughs> That's right. If anyone
0: could get the next fifty four wins, wins in the last ten years, bro, you deserve some MVP
1: consideration. I don't care, bro. Don't care can be all you want. I don't <laughs> care about the monsters on that roster. If you can get the next fifty wins in a season, you definitely deserve to be an MVP ballot. So I ain't mad at you, bro. Shaks. I think but that was. I am mad.
0: Bro, I think that was. Was that Joe Cowley that did that? I think that might have been Joe Cowley. I'm not yeah, even. Yeah, it better be him.
1: He's a damn fool. Like, at the same time, the NBA got to they got to switch up this process. It got it got to go. It's not it no more. You cannot People, sit there and do that anymore. So, so how do you feel about player votes? I feel like players should have the vote. At the mm, same time, I feel like they'd be biased too. They would.
0: You you I'm already see them. It. You already see it in their All Star voting because the players mm-hmm. do get a ballot for the All Stars. And you can see in their ballots, they're kind of biased too towards
1: certain people. I feel like, like how Kuzma was saying, Oh, remember, remember, Kuzma, oh, yeah. When Kuzma was talking about Giannis, bro, shut up, Kuzma. Shut up. Kuzma, shut up.
0: It, it was a lot of them. It was Kuzma. It was Jordan Clarkson. It was a lot of former LeBron teammates. Like, you know, like players that have played with LeBron in the past, they're probably going to vote for him for an award, even if they don't. Because really they know affecting the that. court.
1: And I can respect that at the same time. Yeah. That would be, I don't know. I just feel like the voting should be old players. Not not new mm. players. I feel like I, it should be I feel,
0: like, mm, I feel like they also have a bias too, because you see certain guys. Paul Pierce, Paul Pierce he, he don't knows, like LeBron. LeBron. Kendrick Perkins loves LeBron. Will kiss his feet if he had the opportunity to. Um, you know, some of these guys, they don't like KD, you know. If
1: that's the like, case then, the best next case would be coaches
0: that's what I was thinking because they scout each team when they have to play them and they know which players they have to look out for on the other team. So they know the best. Um, I feel
1: like a coaches along with assistant coaches too, should probably play that part in doing that voting then. Because and, if anybody knows basketball, it will be those coaches. Yep.
0: And I would have to say certain writers from certain media companies.
1: And I don't know about the writer situation though. Like, certain I writers, I ashamed. would say
0: I would say guys from like websites like um The Ringer and The Athletic, those guys they know what they're talking about when they, when I read their stuff. Um mm. certain writers, but you have to you have to I feel like the voting base has to be smaller. It's too big. It's too big, too many votes. One hundred yeah. is too many. It, it allows hundred, for too yeah. much
1: BS to be in there. 100 is too many. I think that you cut it down to 60 at least. Cut it down I to 50. 50 is even calm to me. 50 to 60 is calm. And give the give that privilege to the coaches. Because coaches know which players will do what for which team. Exactly. Which, they set a game plan for certain players. So they would know, like, yo, this, this player on that team is very, like, you know? They will know which players... Kill their team when it comes to defense because they watch their players play them, bro. They play, They watch God. every game. They're at every game. Some of these reporters, I know that they don't. They miss certain games, bro. Even with oh, their cu- jobs.
0: Of course, these guys, these reporters, they miss mad games. They don't see the whole season. That's why, like, their votes are very iffy still. Which also makes no sense. Most How of you- the time, they get it right. Most of the time, I believe they get it right with the MVP voting, but I feel like the there's still too many discrepancies in the voting process itself. Wow. But most of the time, I do feel like they do get it right.
1: Yeah, like, it doesn't make sense. How, like, how do you, how do you sit there, right? And then decide, okay, these reporters that we just, you know, makes articles, definitely should decide who gets player accolades that goes on their res- resume for the rest of their lives and, you know, determines if they're in the Hall of Fame. or
0: Or not even that. If anything, if they want to keep the voting the same, fine. Take away all the contract stipulations that have to do with these awards then. Take all of it away because then it affects these players' bags. Because you have all these dummies like Joe Cowley and Greg Logan that put these dumb votes out. And then when you hear their reasoning for their votes, you're like, why do these guys get votes that have to do with these guys' bags in the in the future and now? Like, it's just crazy.
1: It's to the point where it's like it's unacceptable. Like that man really said, "Oh yeah, they made a um TV schedule on him, so I think he should be rookie of the year." Like that whoa. was
0: probably one of the worst. Did you Did
1: you forget the part where John Morant was killing for the first half and the second half of the season? Not Almost to got him, to the playoffs. Nearly got to the playoffs. Did you forget that, or you just remember the games that Zion sat out because he couldn't play? Did you forget that part too? Like. I don't see why the coaches aren't the ones who, like, these coaches know what these players do. These coaches watch these players. These coaches know which players have been the most improved. They know which players is the most valued. They know which players play good, the, the best defense. They know which rookies are the best rookies in the NBA. So why these random people who miss, anybody who misses a single, a single NBA game to me, nah, let me not drag it. Let me not drag it. But, come on, bro. Let the people who watch and know the game of basketball choose who gets these awards, bro. The same way how they choose Coach of the Year and stuff like that. Why do these random people from articles have so much power, bro? And I, I believe I believe it's more than just news article. I believe it's money too. I believe money plays a part in this voting because there's Probably. no way someone like Kyle Lee has a job doing that, bro. That man just said the worst thing. I didn't expect a freaking person to sit as a freaking joke, bro. <laughs> not even as a joke. And he was so serious, which is why he's sad, bro. You're serious, bro. You seriously said, oh, yeah, bro, he has a, he has a whole, um, that man has a whole schedule around him. He definitely deserves um, a rookie of the year. Okay, don't get me wrong. He averaged 25 points, which is great. 24 point, whatever, but 25 in my eyes. Great. But the man did not even play a full set of 30 games, bro. Yeah. Now, if oh. you sat there and give like Tally Hero or another, like another rookie and a vote, okay. But you give the man who sat out a majority of the season, they didn't go to the playoffs, not his fault, don't get me wrong, but they didn't go, they didn't compete. I mean, they did someone compete, but not compete as much as Shaq and Morant did. Did you not see what John Morant did his last game to get, like, come on, bro?
0: Yeah. Um, one key thing I forgot to mention about, um, earlier with, um, Celtics is that Gordon Hayward is staying in the bubble. I know people were worried about him possibly leaving because of the birth of his, I don't know if it's son or daughter, but he's having another kid. His wife is going to be in labor like any day now. So he has said that he, he said that he is staying in the bubble. He's not going to leave because when he was doing his rehab, he was able to spend time with his family and that was unprecedented. And he didn't see it coming, so I guess he's gonna just stay with the team now instead of going to spend time with his wife after um, labor. He real... to
1: these players, for real. That's
0: yeah, because I mean, I, I, Gordon says he, he he like he's gonna stay to help the team because I guess he realizes, especially now, um, that they they need him.
1: That's tough. Let me see. Baby's bought for a ring. Birth for a ring. That's that's different.
0: Um yeah facts um and it, it seems that the Marcus Smart explosion in the locker room after game 2 really helped these guys cuz I know that was one of the big stories quote unquote that they um that a lot of reporters were emphasizing about the the locker room of the Celtics after game 2 when they blew that what was it like 17 point lead it was but mhm Yeah,
1: I I can picture how that argument went. Like I could already picture that Marcus Smart came in in his bag, bro. I could. I I think it
0: was between him and Jalen. They said and they they separated. Heard
1: and I know Brown is one of the most like one of the more outspoken players in NBA. Mm -hmm. Along with Smart, don't got a filter. I could tell Marcus Smart don't got a filter in his mouth. Oh, of course not. So I feel like that's why that happened. But I don't like how the media try to make it seem bigger than what it was. It literally yeah, a, a... they
0: tried to make it seem like oh, this is gonna break up the team. Like, if anything, it made them stronger. And, and and Draymond said on TNT, he said like winning teams argue, losing teams don't, which makes sense because if you're if you if you want to win so bad, you're gonna come across disagreements in like the way that you you guys do things, and like you guys are gonna want more out of each other. So it shows yeah. that you guys care. If and you if you're losing if you're on a losing team. You ain't never hear nothing about the Knicks locker room having an explosion.
1: They, they ain't, ain't never going to have an explosion with TNT. <laughs> and just get, and get rid of that whole locker room. Yo. But, <laughs> um,
0: what was I about to
1: say? Oh, I was going
0: to ask you. We didn't get to talk about, I didn't get to talk about Clippers with you.
1: mm hmm mm hmm mm Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Montre-
0: Montrez Harrell had the nerve to come on Twitter today and be like, swear to God, I am done with NFL Atlanta Falcons. My goddess. He meant to say goodness, but he said goddess. And he was mad because the Fal- the, uh, the Falcons blew a lead today, which
1: is <gasps> very ironic. Oh, my God. <laughs> you mad at them? <laughs> Bro. Now to talk about the Clippers and like they like they ain't just blow a three one lead. I, I, I'm sorry, the, the Flippers. we not call them the Flippers from now on. Because bro, yo, let's not forget this. Is supposed to be the team that they put in a magazine. Mister Mister Beverly came out. We got to change our run. header by the way on Twitter. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that's an embarrassing oh. picture right there. Yeah, I don't want I don't want any parts of that disgusting team. But it's it's disgusting. What happened to the Clippers is disgusting. Clippers curse. One yes thing sir. I have to say the, one, the biggest reason behind that was Deffy Doc. Oof, Doc, Doc, yeah. Yo. Doc did not imp- implement proper coaching to that team, especially team chemistry wise. I feel like that team never took the time to get chemistry, bro.
0: They did On it and court. it shows, it shows so bad. That team
1: gave me a lot of, a lot of ISO vibes, bro. A lot of, it's not, it's not, it. it's not working. And Doc got to wake up and realize, I feel like he realized too late and they lost 3-1, bro. Like,
0: Bro, it's it's remarkable that a team can just like fold three games in a row just like that. And like a coach not do something differently. And the one thing that he did do differently was a negative. He kept doubling Jokic in the post. You you doubling a 7-footer that has the vision of Jokic like someone's going to be open and Jokic is 100% going to find that person and he did and they just kept burning them. And then ugh, that last game they just looked like they just
1: quit. Like one one thing else I got to mention about Doc Rivers being a bad coach. Now, I just I just want everyone who watches basketball to think what happens when you double-team the best passing center in the NBA? He's going like, to find the open man. What what do you expect to happen? You expect him to like do nothing? Like once I seen, once I saw like Clippers had the lead, but I saw them double-teaming Jokic. I'm like, hold on, bro. Are you really going to sit here, right? And tell me, you're going to double-team the best passing center we've ever seen and expect the team to not score? You thought I was going to... What part of defense is that, bro? What defense is that where you let the best passing center just pass freely to open players? Especially to the Nuggets team who don't like to miss. They don't... Like, I, I think there was 16 from 22 from three at one point.
0: No, I, did, like I didn't to, even know about that. I don't know. That
1: was one game. I forgot which game it was, but they were wild and, like, you telling me you...
0: <laughs> and then, just, like... Llewellyn Montrez, they're out of there. Like, I I think I said that on the on the last episode that I recorded when I was talking about the Clippers. I said and Montrez, they're probably out of there. You can't have two bad defenders like that in your closing lineup, in your playoff rotation, period. Like, you just can't. Jerry West is not going to let that fly. You already know that. Jerry West is the guy that kind of, like, built the Warriors in a way. Mm-hmm. But you know he's not going to let this fly. With so um, not. Um, I, I know Doc is going to keep his job because I know Kawhi, Kawhi made it known that Doc was one of the main reasons why he wanted to play for the Clippers because he respects Doc as a coach. Doc I has to do some like things that. differently. I I mean, with Doc, it's like remarkable the amount of talent he's had over the last couple of years and like the way he just cannot win with it. We saw it with the Lob City Clippers. We've seen it now with this version of the Clippers. Um, But yeah, I expect some moves to be made for the Clippers. Um. Lil Will has an eight million I think expiring contract next year, so that could be on the move. Montrez is gonna be a free agent. Yeah, there. He lost a lot of money this playoffs. Teams probably seen the way he played defensively, and was like, I don't know if we can pay this man to be in our team to be in our playoff rotation. But
1: he has that hustle, so I feel like he'll he'll it'll work out for him in the end. The
0: hustle, that hustle, was all just a a regular season farce. Playoffs
1: that when it matters the
0: most defensively. Th- defensively, this is when t- this is why it matters when you picking guys for your team in the playoffs. You make sure you have guys on your team that you know teams won't hunt defensively, especially when teams zone in on a game plan against you. Because seven game series, that's when that's when that's when the players that really matter most. Like that's where they make their money because. Even when teams game plan against you, if they can't stop you in the playoffs, then that's just it. And it is what it is, word. And we've seen that with Jokic, we've seen that with Murray. And a lot of people were judgmental of Murray's contract when he first got it earlier this season. I think Including we talked some about of it a bit. I think we talked about it. And I was a little bit skeptical too. I'm a huge Murray guy, but I was skeptical too because he was very inconsistent, but he shut me up gladly this playoffs. And mm-hmm. hopefully in game three, he can keep up what he's been doing or at least give us one of those 40 balls, 50 balls. I don't know if it's going to be possible against this one, Lakers defense. One but... thing
1: I got to say, shout out to the Lakers for containing the guards I think I thought they wouldn't be able to contain. I
0: because... mean, Murray's, Murray's been playing the best out of all the guards that um, that they've played so far, honestly. Because yeah, Harden and Westbrook, they've shot inefficiently. Um, Dame had like one good game and then he struggled the rest along with CJ. Um, Murray's been scoring pretty okay, and he's been playing efficiently. So you know they haven't those really contained them to is, the fact it's
1: hurting them. now.
0: Oh yeah, they gotta, they gotta, they gotta chill on those fouls too.
1: I feel like the refs had an agenda the other in game, game one. Yeah, they had a... Foster and
0: Tony Brothers. Once you see those two names, referee in your game, yeah, that's it. They do a it's, lot of politics it's sad that the NBA people, the NBA's fans know the ref's names by heart and are upset when they ref a certain game. Like that should tell the NBA a lot.
1: The NBA don't seem to listen to their fans too often. I don't like that. And we need yeah. a petition and get those voters out of here. That's what we
0: need. Yeah, they gotta change that voting process, especially the 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 stuff that we've seen this year. But um I think that's it for today's episode. Covered a lot of topics We'll be back on Friday Yep, Friday, back to our regular scheduled programming I know last week I kind of switched up the schedule Because we had a guest and whatnot So we're back to our regular scheduled programming This week, so We'll catch y'all on Friday Make sure y'all check out the links in the description Or the show notes Podcast website Twitter, blog Instagram And that's it
1: Go on the website, read those blogs up, get okay. informed, watch these games, get your bets in. I still got Celtics in seven. I still got, uh, see, that Nuggets in Clippers game, I can't say too much, but I do got Celtics yeah, in don't, seven. Yeah, don't
0: count out the Nuggets just yet. Yeah, the series don't nuggets start till they nuggets go, go down 3
1: 1. Yeah, we went for to go down 3 1. Then I got the Nuggets. So <laughs> <laughs> stay safe, stay corona free, wear those masks. That's Facts. it. Peace.